Welcome to Platypod, the official podcast of the Committee for the Anthropology of Science, Technology, and Computing. Here, we host dialogues and conversations about the theories, tools, and social interactions that explore questions at the intersection of anthropology and science and technology studies. This bonus content is a reading from Platypus, the Castac blog. Enjoy! Setting Traps for an Insurgent and Joyful Science by Clarissa Hesch While visiting the exhibition by the artist Chadaluto Panja Coupé at the Museum of Indigenous Cultures in São Paulo, one of the works caught my attention. It was a monitor on the floor. On the screen was a modification of the game Fear Fire, where it is possible to follow a virtual killing taking place from the point of view of an indigenous character wearing a headdress. For a while, I could, couldn't look away. I remember a conversation I had with Anthony, a Guaraninbia professor that works together with the youth of his territory. At the time, I was also a teacher working with marginalized youth. I remember Anthony's disastrous world. He was concerned about the time and attention young people were putting to games, like Free Fire, creating a situation very similar to the one I live when I worked with a teenager of the Art Strike of São Paulo. It took a while for me to get hide of the profusion of shots, bodies and feathers that were fr fr frantically intervening in front of the monitor. I took a few steps away from the work when my partner, who was with me at the exhibition, called my name. Did you see it? He asked me, pointed at the monitor. Yes, I saw the free fire. Smiling of the corner of his mouth, he said, No, you didn't see it. It's a trap. I thought with myself, yes, I know it's a trap. It took me a few seconds to realize that the monitor was positioned inside a beautiful bamboo structure, a kind of empty basket with the shape of a pyramid, resting on one of the edges on the floor, with the opposite edge suspended by an ingenious system of capture made of jointed pieces of bamboo. It was an arapuca, a traditional trap, said to capture those who let themselves be seducted by the offered place inside. A trap that captured me without even having the opportunity to resist. This text is a, an outline of a proposal for a feminist and decolonial strategy to be and remain working and producing techno-scientific knowledge within the academic institutions. I present the trap as such strategy, a kind of low-intensity guerrilla technique so that we, market bodies, can establish alliances and move within structures that are essentially bourgeois, masculine and western. This strategy is especially important for those of us who research together with other scientists, or who have science and technology as the main focus of our concerns. It allows us to experiment with ways to researching that are simultaneously capable of carrying out the necessary denouncements while also experimenting with the po possible ways of production of techno-scientific knowledge that interests us.
We are here, but should we? In the science question feminism, Sandra Harding asks, it is possible to use for emancipatory ends science that are apparently so intimately involved in Western bourgeois and masculine projects. In this way, Harding uh, displays the question of woman in science from a concern with proportionality and representativeness and move instead toward question, questioning the very structure of the product, production of techno-scientific knowledge. As a result of Harding's provocation, Donna Harvey writes the article Situate Knowledge, the Science Question in Feminism and the Privilege of Partial Perspective, a classic of feminist studies of science and technology. Even today, a few decades after the article was first written, the questions raised serve as support for us to elaborate our thoughts in a scenario that is still structurally, structurally very similar to the one of to the one Harding describes, Borges, masculine Western. In the last two decades, the composition of the higher education body in Brazil has been changing through struggle that result, resulted in affirmative public policy aimed at higher education, implemented by leftist government from 2003 onwards. Some of these actions were the constructions of universities in peripheral regions of the country, the establishment of quota in public university interests, exams for people coming from public education systems, uh, black people and indigenous people, the founding of programs for people from working class to access private higher education. I myself am result of this process, a worker, daughter of workers. With this never experienced before entry into higher education by a great diversity of people than ever before, the resumption and transmutation of the issues raised by Harding and Harry is a necessary and effervescent movement, so that our occupation of these spaces does not end up shallowing ourselves in our differences. The institution is a machine for shaping bodies and homogenizing possibilities of future. Something we inevitably end up asking ourselves as a marginalized people is where we should occupy these spaces. Stengers addressed these issues defending our permanence in the space of contradiction, including the academia, as a way not to resolve this contradiction once for all, but to at least get to know the terrain through which we are forced to walk and, who knows, build new alliances capable of establishing other trails. If you want to remain researchers, teaching and working within universities, we need strategies to make our permanence viable. This obviously includes a constant struggle for better material condition, but uh, that go hand in hand with the needs to remain honest with our differences, which is one possible, uh, which a radical change in the way that science produces it. 
It is necessary to cultivate techniques of insistence that, on the one hand, protect us, and in the other hand, allow us to continue walking and facing the overwhelming monster we are facing. Knowing how to produce traps can be one of these techniques. What is a trap? The nature of the trap is a function of the nature of the trapped. It is in this way that Stafford Beer summarized one of the most interesting attributes of the trap, the cybernetic character between the object, who designed it, and what is intended to capture. These three nodes are entangled in a feedback system that works like a game of mirror where, when we look at uh, any of the nodes, capture, trap, captive, we will inevitably find the other nodes. In this game of mirror, we can see not only the relationship of the nodes with other, but also with the environment they compose. The trap, therefore, participate in complex fields of interactions. Anthropologist Alfred, Alfred Gale showed in African Traps a tool to think about the tension between the piece of art, specifically Western, and the artifact arising from the so-called exotic cultures. Gale argues that the, the poss possible conciliation between the spoils lies precisely in think as both as a trap, in an exercise of horizontality that, in a single movement, empties the Western art of their specific specificity, filling them with ethnicity. The anthropologists make an exquisite uh, description of the conceptual modes of operation of a trap. For Gell, the trap is the knowledge of oneself and the other turned into an object. The trap is a functional model of the one who created, replacing the presence of the one through a sensory transduction. The capturer's sense were, are replaced by a set of sensors attached to the trap, such as a hope or a stick that can simultaneously sense and act as a trigger. In this sense, the trap is automaton, but at the same time is a model of what one wants to capture. Since in the order to function, it needs to emulate and incorporate behaviors, desires, tendencies, function as a little parada of the unveiled or the one world of the captive. In addiction to this spatial dimension, the trap also has a temporal dimension, whose structure is based off on waiting. In this way, the trap incorporates a scenario of dramatic nexus between the capturer captive poles. Gell described this waiting as a tragic theater, where the trap plays the captor and the captive in a, in a hierarchy. The metaphor would be that who sets the trap is God or fate, and who falls in the trap is the human being in his tragedy. The task of create, creating traps would therefore to be experimenting 
with controlling fate. However, if we take into account Amerindian concept conceptions of the trap, such as the Guadagnin Bia practices and taught, these relationships become, becomes more complex, since a prey is only captured in the trap if there is consent, concert of his owners, who are a uh, non-human entity responsible for the animals. Here, the attempt to control fate slips through the bamboo stakes. The tragedy is shared between captor and captive. From an Amerindian perspective, in particular Guarani, the trap can be understood as a memory card, capable of storing information that account for a profusion of knowledge, such as the behavior of the prey in its avoidment, modes of production of traps, cosmopolitical relationships involved in hunting, etc. But this potential for keep memory has been gained on other contours with the increasing destruction of nature and traditional way of ways of life. With indigenous people without the possession of their territories and the abandonment in face of deforestation and land gathering that agribusiness and mining care as they advance, hunting is no longer a, pos a possibility possible reality. The maintainment of trap, traps in this scenario become a form of resistance, a way of salvaguarding what is possible and transmitting that memory for, to those who are growing up and will, and, uh, and will soon be responsible for the struggle. Returning to the idea of thinking about trap as a strategy to be and remain producing techno-scientific knowledge within an academic context, I would like to list the following characteristics that may be useful to us. The ability to recognize and know the other and oneself. An essential, an essential ability to remain in a space of power without giving up who we are, our differences. From this mutual recognition, we can not only know where to walk safely, but also learn ways to open new trails. Sensory transduction. The trap is made of seduction. By bringing to science the possibility of recognizing the senses in the production of our knowledge, we reactivate the dimension of sensuality extirpated from the productivistic logic that prevails in current modes of production. Perenniality. The trap is not definitive. We can arm and disarm them, move them as when necessary. They also break down over time. They are not definitive solution, but contingent ones. This mobility is, is also interest to us, as definitive solutions became dogmas, with close possibilities of accommodating differences. The complexity. Even true traps are perfectly designed, they still depend on factors that are beyond the complete control of the designer. The trap is not a sentence, nor a promise of complete salvation. It may or may not work. Complexity is the fun funda foundation of the trap. 
aim for the ability to better manage this complexity insta instead of eliminate it is interesting for our purpose. The impossibility of extermination. The trap, unlike firearms, does not foresee the extermination of the others. It is impossible to capture, capture everything and everyone. The trap is not necessarily predatory. Traditional Guarani Bia usage provides, for example, that a person who has captured a large animal, such as a tapir, is ritually prohibited from setting traps of this type. Our presence at the university should not to be predatory either. On the contrary, we should always seek diversity. Anthropophagy. The final objective of the trap is the transformation of what has captured. In the case of, in the case of hunting, the prey will become food, that is, will become part of the very flesh of the person who captured it. We recognize that this is the process we want to avoid, the transformation of our fled, flesh in something alien to, alien to us. But it is also exactly this process we want that, that we seek the transformation of those who operate the currently structures of techno-scientific production. Acquiring, acquiring the necessary knowledge to build traps also helped us to know how to to know how to identify one when we came across in our walk. Stengers point out how to how a moment of relative success when you move from a position of contestation to a position of an interested party is also a dangerous moment. For many of us who insist on working at the university, coming from uh, classes historically far from that space, life becomes restricted in an internal non-belonging. On the one hand, it shows the impossibility to integration into the ideal body of those who produce technoscience. We have no way to do in this. On the other hand, we are haunted by a constant self-accusation of betrayal, and in fact, some, something is lost from our previous relationship with our own. Faced with this impasse, Stengers proposed that we be able to foresee what there will be tension. That is, share common knowledge and experiences that help identify and avoid predicted Pitfalls. Mapping the terrain. Some traps of the scientific knowledge production systems are quite obvious. We come across well-set traps that straddle the path as we advance along our academic careers. We see the trap and look around. The alternatives are to abandon the trail or to stay in the same place. Since food is just inside the trap, standing still, standing still means starving or, at the best, surviving in starvation. If you want to insist on the journey, we must voluntarily surrender ourselves to the cruel trap place it in your pet.
in the hope that even captives but well fed may be able to retort before being devoured. The list of traps is long, but I want to describe a specific trap that is prostrating itself in front of me at this moment of my journey. The trap of publishing in international academic journals. In Brazil, a researcher and or scientist who wants to pursue a career within universities will necessarily find a scoring logic that allow, allows or not their permanence and advance to more prominent and better paid position. As other national systems of science and technology, research funding is linked to a good score, mainly arise from productivity and measurement uh, taught. For example, better uh, number, numbers of publication and citation. An important characteristic in the case of Brazil, which differ from countries like USA, is that funding for scientific research is most public, organized through state funding agencies. For this, for this reason, most Brazilian academic journals are free, both for publication and for circulation. In recent times, The internationalization of research has been a requirement of Brazilian founding agencies. In this scenario, the publication of high-impact international journal has become a necessity. In some science and technology systems in, all, in other Latin America countries, this requirement is, uh, is even tough. With the acceptance of only articles published in journals indexed in repositories such as Web of Science and Scopus, both maintained by private entities seeking profit. The overwhelming majorities of journals indexed in such repositories charge a lot of money for publication and access of the article. The amounts that research must pay, must pay to have their articles published can reach around 20,000 reais. For comparison purposes, the value of minimum wage in Brazil is 1,000 320 reais, about 50, 50 times less than the publication cost of the article. Although most of the time, the money to pay for such publications come from the institutions, not being paid directly by the researchers. The effects produced by this logic of professional permanence are cruel. At the national level, it intensifies competition between researchers and research centers who need to outperform each other in order to obtain funding. Internationally, such logic keeps uh, the knowledge production by the poor, poorest country in the corner, unable to circulate in larger centers. These traps work like colonial cyclists Uh, to which we often have to submit. But the trap that we will find in our path are not always so brazen and so painful. In fact, the most dangerous trap are precisely those that we don't immed immediately notice and that offer, offer us pleasure. When we are finally able to recognize our status as prey, We are so committed 
uh, that we try at all costs to convince ourselves that it's better to become captive than to give up the delicious offers that they make us. What we are offered uh, is a biochemical comfort well adjusted to the pharmacopornographic era of Preciado, which for many of us means a substantial, substantial distance from situation of physical suffering and the most varied humiliation, especially intellectual humiliation. In a scenario of growing public attention regarding the degradation of working conditions that researchers are facing, made explicit, for example, in a vertiginous decline of the mental health of workers who occupy laboratories around the world, this pleasant counterpart of working production uh, techno-scientific knowledge that I mentioned in the last paragraph can only be understood from a class point of view. Academic or intellectual work is essentially different for the overwhelming majorities of work, of jobs available to workers. Money, money, prices, publication, recognition are some of the achievements that academic work brings that activate these biochemical pleasures. Academic work offers comfort that many of us would not have if we had chose another path. Example is the possibility of traveling internationally. All the international trips I took were for my academic work. On these trips, we have the possibility of getting in touch with a dimension of cultural capital that ha has previously inaccessible. When we make our way back to our homelands, we are already transformed. In this movement, it is important to always plant our, our foot on the ground, as our, as our, our memory, recognizing the terrain to know where we are stepping, and always take very small steps. After all, many of the traps are hidden in the ground. Setting our traps. It took a long time to understand why Isabel Stenger's proposal of not hurting established feelings resonates so much with my colleagues as a strategy to create alliances with scientists and engineers. In my naive rebelliousness, the phrase sounds like a conformist attitude. I wonder if, in exchange for maintaining a good relationship, we wouldn't be giving up what we have best as social scientists our critical capacity. In my master's, de master's degree field work with biohacker scientists, I was surrounded by people who, from within their disciplines, sought to produce science in a more open and democratic way. Maybe that is why it took me a while to realize that a posture based only on confrontation and denouncement, um, the, the use of techno-scientist is fructif fructifless, as it produced an alienating and perverse result. It hides from us, people who research from the hum human science, our responsibility as cohabitants of the same space where the scientists uh, we are denouncing. 
Complaints are important, yes, and we have a list of them on the tip of our tongues. But Stengers, Harvey, and so many other feminist concerns with techno-science point the importance of not stopping there, recognizing our responsibility as cohabitants of the scientific knowledge production system is always uh, learning to establish and maintain dialogues, however difficult they may be. And they are difficult, tiring, frustrating. However, the possibility of establishing alliance around common knowledge is also a strategy to keep producing science from joy, as proposed by Stengers, when claiming Uh, that the taste for thinking is only possible through encounters capable of increasing our power of understanding, act and think. The trap can also uh, be a bridge to establish such aliens without, at first, hurting established feelings. The first time that the trap has present to me as a possibility, uh, as a possible tool for thought action was when I participated with a group of friends in the speculative anthropology project called FICTI at the University of Okinawa. In the group were artists, people from letters, history and anthropology. The objective was to produce artifacts from different timelines, different possibilities creating, created from a fiction's part, uh, past event. The, the Black Death has killed many more people, and the European colonial enterprise of 16th century had failed. Think about it has not only changing, but also quite painful. We were living in a pandemic ourselves, with a denied government and many people close to us suffering. But beyond that, the starting point of the project stuck us as some, somewhat violent. By proposing a non-colonial reality, we are forced to think of world without us, people whose full, whose full life identify comes precisely from the fact that we are daughters and sons of colonial violence. We refuse to think a world where we don't, do not exist. The story of how science was established in Brazil is precisely the, st the, the story of how the, the dominant class, classes, politically, economically and culturally, tried to deal with the problem of miscegenation. Our first scientists were renowned eugenics, eugenicists. Their boosts still resting a white piece on the university campus, and their names, baptism, streets and beauties uh, throughout Brazil. Our starting point in this project was a rebe rebellion against the suggested, suggested starting point in an affirmation of our uncomfortable existence. We are the incarnated memory of the violence against the land, against the original people of our land and those who were uprooted from the continent of Africa. 
We are the incarnate memory of scientific racism. But how to exist within a project that predicted our non-existence? How to be there, keeping occupying spaces and spaces and communicate to those who hope that we don't exist, that yes, despite everything, we are here. It was Joana Cabral, anthropologist who works with the Amazonian YMP people, who proposed the trap as a way to occupy the crossroads we were at. Our wishes was a communica communicational wish. We need to communicate the existence of something that shouldn't exist in the cosmopolitics we were in, but that didn't exist. Something present but invisible. I believe that this thought was a trigger for Joana to remember the Armerindian traps, especially the trap to catch the Caipora, an entity from Tupi Guarani mythology, inhabitant of the forest and owner of all hunt, which whom hunters must negotiate to catch the prey. Such traps were described by Joana as beautiful pieces of braided in straw, positioned along the dense forest in the places where Kaipora usually frequent. The capture uh, system is quite simple. Encharted by the beauty of the piece, the Kaipora's attention turned completely to the moths, and their curiosity uh, to learn more about the braid, the braid make them stay there and do it the braids. Tools, Kaipora wasting time in the trap while people gain time to move through the forest more safely. At the same time that it holds the Kaipora tensions, the trap also communicates its existence to those who walk unweird. We finally managed to make our artifact, a kind of dream di diary where we report receiving dream knowledge about how to manage to have a party where the most different people can be yet. Tools, we seek to face colonialism not, not as a historical period, but as, a, but as an entity, a drive from which we will not be able to get, get rid of. Just as if we exist, the colonial impetus also exists, persists, and is alive among us. The making of a, the trap revealed to us that in order to be able to capture, we ourselves need to become aware of the diverse prayer, our diverse prayer conditions. But the, percep the perception, the perception of our prayer condition could not be paralyzing. Our malice can certainly enable us to escape from some trap set for us. Not all, but not all, never. My proposal is that we cultivate the necessary calm and attention to walk in more or less safe territory, but at the same time that we uh, perceive our, our, ourselves captured and entangled, we are also capable to designing and setting our own traps to make the issues that we formulate capable of going through the academia, academic thoughtness. Ch 
traps capable of open and sustain impossible dialogues. What I propose is an insurgent counterattack or a counterspell to stay with Stengers. It's a kind of low-intensity direct action, a guerrilla strategy to keep producing scientific knowledge. And so that we can protect our vulnerabilities, remain joy, uh, remain with joyness in the process. It is important to repeat: the trap is not only something to be avoided, but also to be produced. We need to to take ownership of the captured technologies, collective them, and scale them up. Thanks for tuning in. If you have any comments and feedback, feel free to share them with us on the blog. You can find the link to the post in the description of the episode.